This is Macchiato Memory, an attempt to make sense of the coffee scene right here in Singapore. Episode 11. What is Kopi C? Hey everyone and welcome back. Yes, I'm back. I'm sorry for the hiatus that I've been taking. Work has been pretty busy, pretty crazy for me. So uh, I actually wanted to record this episode and put it out in time for the National Day long weekend right here in Singapore. And that's because this grapples with a very, very particular question that I think is so unique and so, so interesting to me. And I hope that it's interesting to you. Why on earth we call Kopi or Teh C C? Um, and, and how we spell it in different ways. Uh, I'm also producing this, especially for those of you who are expats. I know that some of my friends and, and relatives have been recommending this show, this podcast to a few people who might be new to Singapore. So hi, welcome to my country and welcome to the podcast. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this. And I hope to be able to unpack a little bit of the mystery of the local coffee culture for you, especially in today's episode. I know the previous episodes the more recent ones, I focused a lot on espresso, uh, but there is a special place in my in my heart and my throat and my stomach for kopi, and that's something that we want to look at today. Um, this might even be insightful for those of you who have grown up in Singapore. Um, at least it was for me when I first discovered it, because there are things that you tend to take for granted in your own culture. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. We know that if you want to order a coffee in Singapore, you could just go and go to a local stall and say kopi, and you'll get something that is milky and that is sweet. But if you want it to still be milky, but not as sweet, you would say uncle kopi si or auntie kopi si. And if you notice at the the menu, sometimes they will write out the menu, right? uh, At the coffee stall. And the C is variously spelled. In some cases, it will be spelled simply as the letter C. In some cases, it will be spelled as S-I and in some cases, S-E-E. The pronunciation doesn't really vary when we're ordering it. But the reason that different stalls spell it differently is because they subscribe to a different backstory, a different a different explanation for the C. Now, the first thing to note is that when we're dealing with the, the milk that goes into kopi and, and goes into teh, we have to turn back the clock. We have to rewind all the way to the origins of coffee, which is something that I spoke about a little bit in the very first episode of this podcast. And that has to do with the fact that in those early days, you know, refrigeration was not easily available. No fridges means you can't really afford to have fresh milk because the milk is not going to keep without refrigeration. And so the proprietors of Kopi and Te in the early days, they didn't have access to fridge. So for milk, they had to turn to canned milk, which came and still comes in two varieties, two two versions. There's evaporated milk and there is condensed milk. Evaporated milk is a very easy concept to understand. It's like when you have a cooking recipe and it calls for a reduction. You you boil, you simmer off all of the water content, right? Or at least you reduce the amount, hence reduction. And and you know what you get is something that is more concentrated. Well that's the same deal with evaporated milk. You start with fresh milk and then you boil off some or maybe all of the water. No, that cannot be all. You boil off some of the water content and what you're left with is called evaporated milk. This is of course more concentrated in flavor, including in sweetness than fresh milk, which is why if you were to drink evaporated milk, you would taste it as oh, this is sweet. So pound for pound, it's going to be sweeter than fresh milk. But it doesn't mean that there has been any sugar or any sweetener added to it. If you want that, 
then what you're going to turn to is condensed milk, which is evaporated milk, but they have also added sugar into the mix. So it is sweeter times sweeter. Lah. It is even sweeterer than your regular, than, than fresh milk. And that's the case with condensed milk. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking, aha, condensed is spelt with a C. Perhaps that is the C in Kopi C. You're wrong. Now, when you order Kopi, they will take condensed milk and throw it in with the coffee or with the, you know, you order regular Kopi, regular tea. It is the drink, it is your beverage with condensed milk. And that's why it is both milky, both, you know, creamy, as well as sweet because it's condensed milk, which is already you know, it's kind of extra sweetened on top of fresh milk. If you want it to be less sweet, you would order the C option. And what they'll do is that they'll swap out the condensed milk and then they'll use evaporated milk instead. But they will actually add in more sugar. And I think this is true for almost all instances. When you order a Kopi C, they will still add in some spoonfuls of sugar and mix it into the drink for you. So although you have evaporated milk, uh, it's not as sweet with the added sugar as condensed milk. And, you know, by and large, if you, if you order the, those two drinks, you order the C version and the regular version from the same store, you will find that, relatively speaking, the C version is still less sweet. So as a side point, if you want to just have the evaporated milk and you don't want to have any sugar added on top of that, that's why you have to say that you want kosong. You want kopi si kosong, right? And the kosong there, I know it's a bit arbitrary, but the kosong there is simply, uh, it's a Bahasa Melayu term. It's a Malay term for nothing. Kosong means nothing. It means zero. And it's being arbitrarily applied to the sugar. So you're telling them that you want it to be your coffee with evaporated milk, but you want to have kosong sugar. You want to have no non-zero sugar added to it. But the mystery does not solve itself there. Because there are still so many stalls that persist in using the letter C as the spelling for the C in Kopi C. And if it's not condensed milk that is being used in Kopi C, then why use the letter C? Well, there's a very popular explanation that I've heard before, uh, which has to do with the brand of the milk. Uh, locals, you all probably already know this one. Lah. So there was a particular brand of milk known as carnation milk. Um, I think you can still see it uh, when you go around to the coffee stalls. So the Carnation brand milk, uh, it is said, is the brand that it was used for the evaporated milk. And for some reason, uh, it wasn't the same brand that was used for the condensed milk. So because Carnation brand milk was used for evaporated milk, uh, thus you have the close association of the brand with the product. And, you know, we can think of many examples in real life where you, are, you, you'd come across this. Uh, Xerox would be something that we think of as very closely associated with photocopying. Um, rollerblade, if you didn't already know, rollerblade is not, is not the name of the product. Those are inline skates. Rollerblade is a particular company, a particular brand that manufactures rollerblades. Uh, sorry. <laughs> See, I did it myself. Rollerblade is a particular company that makes inline skates and that's, and it's become so popular. That's why when we, when we think of inline skates, we might, we might, like I've done, you might just end up saying, Oh, uh, get a pair of rollerblades. But that's actually very specific. It's not talking about that category of product. It's talking specifically about a brand. So the, the story goes that when it comes to evaporated milk in Singapore for our coffee and for our tea, it's because of the brand Carnation. 
But that's all rather convenient. And as I've already alluded to, what happens if Carnation brand also made condensed milk, at least back in the day? Now, I don't have the historical records for this, but I think it's perfectly possible that if you are a company that is making evaporated milk, as we know already, you just got to add in the sugar. So what really would have stopped Carnation brand from making condensed milk, right? And so the, the whole explanation then just falls apart there. But then you have the coffee stalls that use the SI or the SEE spelling for, for the C in Kopi C. And apparently the word C in the Hainanese dialect, one of the many Chinese dialects or, or languages that exist, uh, apparently in Hainanese, the word C means fresh. And you can imagine that because the taste of evaporated milk is not as sweet vis-a-vis uh, condensed milk. So it more closely approximates or, or it gives you a sense of like, hey, this is fresh milk that I'm drinking in my kopi. Um, now, I love the fact that I had to take this explanation from a blog called Angmor Dan. And as you can tell from the name, as you can guess, uh, it's by an an Angmo, a Caucasian person called Dan. Uh, and I want you to know that I myself, I'm Hainanese, but I unfortunately don't know how to speak the language. Uh, I'm Hainanese on my dad's side only, my mom isn't. So I don't really know how to speak it. And I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of the C. Uh, but uh, I think when you go to order coffee, everyone just says Kobe uh, C. They, they don't have any any intonations to it, right? It, no one says like Kobe C. So it's just like C... Um, but yeah, that's the explanation that he offers on his website. And I think that's interesting, but it's not without its flaws. For one thing, in a somewhat ironic twist, um, you will see in that particular blog entry, which I'll link in the episode description, you'll see that Angmo Dan also says that the C stands for carnation uh, right at the top of that entry, uh, right at the top of that post. Uh, but at the bottom of it, he has this lovely table. It's very, very helpful. Uh, but at the bottom of the table, he he writes that, oh, in, in Hainanese, the C uh, actually means fresh. Um, and, and it's not just because of the way that he has worded his post. And uh, Angmo Dan, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, I just want to give you a shout out and say thank you because you have done a lot of work into the culture of Singapore and introducing lots of people who are new to Singapore to the culture. Um, and I think that's wonderful. I really admire and appreciate what you're doing. Um, uh, so anyway, coming back to it, the the explanation that this is akin or maybe it was originally the Hainanese word um, and many of the cooks in Singapore in the early days were Hainanese. And that's where a lot of us later generation Hainanese, that we owe our, our livelihoods, we owe our lives, our prosperity um, to, to being chefs, being cooks. Um, in my own case, in my own family's case, my grandfather was also kind of involved with a hotel and restaurant business. And it was just a really, really common thing. So the explanation does have some merit because it would be no surprise that a coffee stall, and there are a good number of coffee stalls even today that are still run by Hainanese families. So I don't want to dismiss this explanation out of hand. It certainly has explanatory power. Uh, But I would also point out that when we look at the entire structure of how you would order a kopi, it is itself quite rojang. It's quite a mishmash, right? Kopi is not a Chinese word. Kopi actually comes from the Malay language from Bahasa Melayu. And then you've got the C, which uh, one explanation offers that it comes from the Hainanese language. And then you have other modifiers that you can add, right? You can ask for it to be po, which is to be thinner or weaker. And that's not Malay. That's not Hainanese. That's actually Hokkien. Or then you could ask for it to be siu dai, which means less sugar, 
But that doesn't come from Malay, doesn't come from uh, Hainanese, it doesn't come from Hokkien. It comes from Hokchu, which is another Chinese dialect, which kind of makes us want to just throw up our hands in frustration and say that, ah, I give up, I don't know how to explain this. And maybe that's the thing, maybe we don't really need to explain this because when we look at the deceptively simple act of ordering kopi or te, once you throw in all of the modifiers or you throw in some of the modifiers, um, you quickly realize that that within that one order, within that one order that'll barely take you a few seconds to utter out of your mouth, you're looking at a, a rojak. You're looking at the mishmash of multiple languages in a single, in a single order. And, uh, even when it comes to C, there is some, uh, ambiguity. I don't want to say that there's confusion. There, there's some, there's some room, there's some leeway for different explanations to to harmoniously coexist. Oh my goodness, I sound like a propaganda machine right now. But what could be more Singaporean? What could be more representative of the melting pot of cultures that is Singapore? And I personally find that really cool. As for me personally, I'm less persuaded by the whole Carnation brand explanation. I don't know, it seems a little bit too coincidental and too convenient, right? Because if it's just this one brand, then what about all the other brands that were also making canned milk? Uh, there's Nestle, there's Milkmaid. How come they don't get their moment in the sun? They don't get their 15 seconds of fame. But then Carnation brand apparently has such a strong legacy. Um, and to be fair, you will see in a lot of the paintings, the, the artwork that commemorate the, the coffee culture in Singapore, when they paint the, the cans of milk, they will definitely try to include the Carnation brand in there because it's, it's iconic, no doubt about that. But for me, I think the Hainanese explanation, and admittedly, I'm a little bit biased because because I'm proud of the fact that I'm Hainanese. Don't point out the irony that I still can't speak this my own dialect, but I'm proud of the fact that I'm Hainanese. So so I suppose I'm a little biased in that direction. And it, it also just seems to make more sense to me because of the structure of the entire coffee order. You know, there wasn't English in any of the other parts. So why would English be part of of why would it be English for this one section of the coffee order? And yeah, I do acknowledge there are flaws with that explanation because the truth is we may never really, really know why it's called C. So is it supposed to be the, the letter C? Is it supposed to be S-I or S-E-E? Um, we may not know. And I think that's fine because we don't need to completely understand coffee in order to enjoy it. And at the end of the day, uh, as interesting as I hope this has been for you, it really has been for me, uh, I hope that you'll be able to enjoy a good cup of kopi, a good cup of teh, um, and I'll see you at the next episode. I'm sorry, that was so cringeworthy. Anyway, shout out to Lakey Inspired for the music that is provided in the intro and the outro. And once again, this has been Macchiato Memory, an attempt to make sense of the coffee scene right here in Singapore. 